She's a fantastic woman. Why don't you welcome Carmen as she comes this morning to minister to us. Thank you. Oh, lovely. Oh, why don't we just start off in tears? We're going to get there eventually anyway. No. Awesome. Well, I'm just going to let the band go. Thank you so much. And big hand for Bailey. I'm just going to embarrass her. Her first time this morning. Awesome work. Awesome work. Well, it is a joy and an honour to be here on Mother's Day sharing with you. Um, And before we get underway, we're just going to turn to the screens and watch a short video. Thanks, guys. Just give me one second. Thank you. Sorry. Uh Uh-huh. Hey. Hey. Two minutes. Thank you. Hi. Good afternoon. Sorry about that. Hey, Oi. Hi, nice to Hi. meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Have you ever done one of these interviews over the camera before? No. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the job to get started with. It's not just um, a job. It's sort of probably the most important job. Uh, the title that we have going right now is Director of Operations, but it's really kind of so much more than that. Responsibilities and requirements are, are really quite extensive. Uh, first category for the requirements would be mobility. This job requires that you must be able to work standing up most or really all of the time, uh, constantly on your feet, constantly bending over, constantly exerting yourself, a high level of stamina. Uh, uh, okay. That's a lot. For how many, like, for how many hours? Uh, 135 hours to unlimited hours a week. It's basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm sure you'll have a chance from time to time to maybe just sit down here and there, yeah? Uh, you mean like a break? Yeah. Uh, no, there are no breaks available. Is, th- is that even legal? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. so like no lunch? You can or... have lunch, but only when the associate is done eating their lunch. Uh... I think that's a little intense. No, No, not possible. That's crazy. Now, this position requires excellent negotiation and interpersonal skill. We're really looking for someone that might have a degree in uh, medicine, in finance, and the culinary arts. You must be able to wear several hats. Associate needs constant attention. Sometimes they have to stay up with an associate throughout the night. Being able to work in a chaotic environment. If you you had a life, we'd ask you to sort of give that life up. No vacations. In fact, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and holidays, the workload is going to go up and we demand that with with a happy disposition uh that's almost cruel <laughs> that's almost a, a very very sick twisted joke but when there's time to sleep or oh no time to sleep yeah all encompassing almost that's exactly right 365 days a year yes no that's that's inhumane that's that's very insane the meaningful connections that you make and the, the feeling that you get from really helping your associate are immeasurable. Also, let's cover the salary. The position is gonna pay absolutely nothing. Excuse me? No! Nobody's doing it for free. Yeah, pro bono, completely for free. <laughs> no! What if I told you there's someone that actually currently uh, holds this position right now? Billions of people, actually. Who? Moms. Yeah. Yeah. Moms. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) 
and they meet every requirement, don't they? Oh my God. Moms are the best. Yeah, there's no pain. They're 24 hours. They're always there. Now I'm thinking about my mom. Yeah, and what are you thinking about her? I'm thinking about all those nights and everything. Thank you so much for everything you do. I know it doesn't seem like I appreciate all of it, but I definitely do. So, Mom, I want to say thank you for everything that you've done. I love you very much. You've been there through thick and thin. Mom is just awesome. She's awesome. Mums are awesome. Mums are awesome. Operations manager. Who can agree? It is the toughest job in the world. And I just want to pause for a minute and honour the mums and perhaps those in mother roles like carers or solo dads in the house this morning. Could you please stand? Could you please stand right where you are if that's, that's you? If you're a mum... If you're a mum, let's honour you. Thank you, mums. You are awesome. You could see where it was going right from the beginning, couldn't you? It's a great video, great video. I've just been thinking about lately when you become a mother, your identity shifts and it's easy to become all consumed in your new role because it is all of that. It's 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's, it's everything. And it's easy to become consumed and you have to constantly and deliberately lock into how God sees you because you can lose sight of who you are and, and what you have. And the same can be said for us all in different seasons of our lives. So it doesn't just apply to parenthood. It could be a difficult job, taking care of a sick family member, uh, grief in loss of all kinds, could be anxiety and depression. It is easy to get lost in our role or in a season, even if it is clearly a role or a season God has us in and lose sight of the fact that we are created on purpose for a purpose. And Ephesians 2.10 reminds me of exactly this, if we could have it up on the screen. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus to do the good things He planned for us long ago. And so that's where the title of this morning's message comes from, God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. We were created by God deliberately out of love and longing for relationship in his image and for a purpose. And to be honest, I can't say I've always been successful at remembering this. I've lost sight of who I am, what I have, and my future, not just in motherhood, but also in grief, in anxiety and in depression. But Jesus, but Jesus, Jesus is always knocking on the door of our hearts, reminding us that he is there and wanting to draw us closer to him. I find that in these moments, God reminds me that I am his masterpiece, deliberately created, absolutely wanted, never rejected and full of purpose 
So can everyone repeat after me? I am created on purpose for a purpose. That's it. There are so many significant men and women in the Bible that struggled with their identity before they faced a specific purpose God had for them. But the scripture that really touches me and clearly describes our creation and our purpose is, of course, the moment God forms humanity and its role in creation found in Genesis 1. So let's read Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 31. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fishes in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves along the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. So we can see in verse 26 and 27, first of all, we are the pinnacle of God's creation, the only creation made in God's image. And secondly, in, um, it says in, in verse 26, 28 and 29, we are created for a purpose. God tells us exactly what we are made for. God saves the best until last, forming being in his own likeness. And this is why Paul, who wrote Ephesians, declares that we are God's masterpiece, the pinnacle of his creation collection. In the dictionary, um, a masterpiece is defined as a person's greatest piece of work, as in art, anything done with masterly skill, a consummate example of skill or excellence of any kind. So, first of all, we are created on purpose. So, as as the dictionary definition gave us, in an artist's collection, the masterpiece is by far the most glorious piece of artwork. We, I firmly believe, and as Christians, we firmly believe in the Word of God, and it says that we are made. We are not a byproduct of evolution, an accident of a series of events. No, we are deliberate creations of God formed in His image. When we have that, that revelation that we are deliberately created, it changes our whole perspective on life. Who can agree with that? We were created to be significant and there's a place within all of us that craves it. And I think of that song, there's a God-shaped hole in all of us. Do you remember that one? Yeah. 
and uh, you think of Bruce Almighty, but don't go, don't go there. <laughs> While we may or may not feel that significance from our earthly parents, it is only God as our creator who can really fill that void. And I've been there. I remember the day when I discovered that I was not conceived by accident, but after many, many years of trying. It took my parents five years to conceive me. Five years of heartache. Five years. I remember feeling so touched that I was a realisation of a dream come to pass. So wanted and so loved. But then I have to admit, my feelings turned to confusion because there were many times and still are that I didn't feel that love or belonging in various circumstances, just, just like we all do. But then God came, but God. In my moment of salvation, when I declared Jesus to be my Lord and Saviour, drawing me close to God, I felt a sense of peace. And I've, I think I've told you this many times, but it's powerful. I felt that in that moment, everything was going to be okay. That someone loved and valued me enough to guarantee that he would always be there and that everything was going to work out. In that moment, I met my creator who confirmed my worth and declared my significance. So powerful. And second of all, we are created for a purpose. So now that we know that we are created in God's image on purpose, let's focus on the fact that we're created in God's image for a purpose. In Genesis um, chapter 1 and the first two verses, it says that in the beginning God made the heavens and the earth and he made them... That it was from a formless, empty and dark place he created life, beauty, order and goodness. God creates a place where life can flourish. And his final creation is humankind. He creates man and woman, Adam and Eve. Adam is Hebrew for human or humanity, while Eve is Hebrew for life. As, as we've just established, God makes man in his image, which has everything to do with our role and purpose in God's world. We are designed to be reflections of God's character out into the world. We are appointed as God's representatives to rule the world on his behalf. And, and I realise that this has huge potential to sound dictatorial, but Rather, in the context of creation, it means our role is to harness all of creation's potential to care for it and make it a place where even more life can flourish. In other words, our role is to reflect God's goodness and keep influencing and creating and advancing the world we were given. In an article from uh, Time Out New York magazine, art critic and uh, journalist Howard Halley says this about artistic masterpieces. He says, what makes a masterpiece? 
If there was such a thing as a specific formula for creating one, then all artists would do so. Instead, a true masterpiece is a visual equivalent of capturing lightning in a bottle, a vector of time, place, genius and happenstance. Though they often look back to tradition, masterpieces become what they are by depicting something that hasn't been seen before. I love that, depicting something that hasn't been seen before. Our purpose as humans is to create something that hasn't been seen before, to reflect God's goodness in creating beautiful things that make this world a better place. That's what we're here for. As we heard from Pastor Vicky this morning, the hampers we as a church community created for the women's shelter did exactly that. They did exactly that. They were beautiful and reflected the love of Jesus. They will go out as great representations of his goodness, his care and his desire for us to live in beauty. We truly reflect God's image when we create things of beauty motivated by love. And this has also been so well translated over the five over the last five weeks as Brendan took us on this journey of discovering what it really means to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Jesus purposes us to be reflectors of his grace, his love, his goodness in a world that is declining. But our creation purpose doesn't change. We are to be clothed in Christ, imitating his behaviour and drawing people to the knowledge of him. In Genesis 1 and again in Genesis 2, God clearly marks out humanity's ultimate creative power to reproduce. And as mothers, as parents, the greatest mandate we have is to create life, to harness and release all of its potential. This means making incredible disciples of our children. I love harness. I feel like all day I'm harnessing. All day I'm harnessing. (laughs) Sometimes it's a bit rough. But, you know, it's not just limited to parents. In our church, there are many spiritual parents and it is our job in this community to raise our children together, each generation, in the way they should go. It is our greatest commandment, all of us, to make disciples of all nations, as Jesus declares in Matthew 28. He says, go out into all the world and make. He says, make disciples. Here we are again, creating our mandate to create. Come on, let's say it again. I am created on purpose. (laughs) For a purpose. Awesome. George, could I get you up now? Thank you. So um, so the next time, just want to encourage you, the next time you feel a bit of an attack on your self-image, whether it be people saying, oh, you know, you just, so you're just a stay-at-home mum or, oh, so you're just studying or, oh, you're just in sales, right? Oh, you're single, right? Or any number of things. Remind yourself that you were created on purpose, for a purpose. You are significant in God's eyes and He has given you a mandate to create, reflect and influence. And don't feel bad when when that happens. 
because it does. It happens to all of us. We all struggle with our identity at times. The devil loves, loves to attack our self-image. It's his go-to weak link. And nobody's immune. No one. Not long after Adam and Eve were created, they were tempted by a creature, a creature in rebellion against God. We call him a snake or a serpent. He deceives the humans by assuring them that if they eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the only tree God tells them not to eat from, that they will be just like God. The devil attacks their self-image. And it's completely, it's completely ironic because Adam and Eve are already made in the image of God. They have everything they need. But instead of choosing to trust God and eating from the tree of life, they choose to eat of the fruit from the forbidden tree and declare what is good and evil for themselves. And this is sin. In Matthew 4 and in Luke 4, we find Jesus in a very similar situation just before He starts His ministry. He fasts for 40 days and 40 nights in the desert while being tempted and taunted by the devil. The devil attacks Jesus' self-image, saying things like, if you are the Son of God, then turn these stones into bread. If you are the Son of God. He's attacking his self-image. But Jesus knew exactly who he was and what he was there to do. Jesus defeats the devil, not only here in this story, but in his self-sacrificing death and resurrection. This is why Paul says in Ephesians 2.10, we are created anew in Christ. We have a second chance. This is the good news. This is the good news. So if you're here this morning and you would like God to fill that void that only He as our Creator can fill, if you would like to take a hold of that second chance that Jesus has made available to us, then all you need to do is pray a prayer asking Jesus to become your Lord and Saviour. And we're going to give you that opportunity in this service this morning. In a moment, if you would like to pray that prayer, I will ask you to raise your hand. I will acknowledge it. You can put it down. Then we'll pray together as a church where you are. Then one of our team would love to come and help you with that decision after the service. So I'd invite everyone just to close their eyes. We're just going to have a private moment. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So if that's you this morning, if you want to pray that prayer, it could be for the first time or perhaps you once prayed that prayer and you're feeling far away from that God. You're not living that life with Jesus and you want to recommit your life to Him. Then I encourage you right now just to pop your hand up right where you are and raise it nice and high. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we all stand, church? We're going to pray this prayer together.
And if you didn't raise your hand, but you feel like you prayed that prayer and you meant it, it may have been for the first time or praying it again, just have a chat to the person who you came with or come and talk to myself or Pastor Chris and Vicky and we'll, uh, we'll help you with that. But let's, let's repeat after me. Lord God, thank you for creating me on purpose for a purpose. Today, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. Forgive me of my sin. Thank you for making me new. Help me to live like you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Oh, and before we leave this morning, I just invite you to raise your hands to heaven and I just want to pray for you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for creating us on purpose, for a purpose. I thank you that everyone here today, under the sound of my voice, declaring your word, your purpose, your promise, that you have given them a fresh revelation of how significant their life is to you, God. Thank you, Lord. We have an incredible mandate to reflect your image in everything we do. Thank you, Lord, that you fill us. You fill us. You fill us with your love, your grace, your mercy, your goodness, your beauty, your patience. Thank you, God, and your peace. Thank you that you love us so much. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, you empower every person here. Thank you that all our mothers feel loved and appreciated and encouraged here today. Thank you, Lord. You are a good God who has good things for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you. Let's give her a big hand this morning.